Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, a podcast series brought to you by the Port Authority of Jamaica, Carib Cement, and the Sajikor Foundation. Impacting Jamaica shines the spotlight on the many, but often ignored, positive happenings, activities, projects, and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate, and excite people everywhere. Hello, Jamaica. Hello, world. Thank you so much for joining me for our Impacting Jamaica podcast. My name is Shelly Ann Harris, and I'm very excited that you've come along for the ride. Today, I'm happy to chat with a Jamaican who has a huge heart for children. She has frequently provided her home as a space for kids on life support in Atlanta. And here in Jamaica, she has provided tablets, supplies, encouragement, and renewed hope during this COVID crisis. I'm therefore happy to welcome Charlotte Porter to Impacting Jamaica. I am a pediatrics nurse. I actually specialize um, in with children that actually go home on some form of life support. Um, I, I live in Atlanta, Georgia. Presently, I have four grown children. I have two adopted children, and I have two grandchildren that I have been raising. So that's a little bit about me. I migrated from Jamaica in the early 70s. And the the honest, it's like my body left Jamaica, but my heart remained there. I understand that. I understand that. A lot of people from the diaspora feel that way, you know, um, they live elsewhere, but their heart is still very much rooted in Jamaica. Yes. Um, you've always had a passion for children. Um, describe that passion to us and how you've taken steps to support and help children in Jamaica. Okay, so a little of my um, history. I started out, uh, we had a lady that helped us at our house when we were um, children in, um, in Jamaica. And she, had, um, she was in an automobile accident and she died. And she had a little two-year-old girl that lived at our house. And I, it just naturally, it came natural. And I started to care for um, the little girl. I may have been eight. And I took her on like, personal. Um, I remember making clothes um, for her, sewing for her, and I was only eight. And I think that's where caring for children started. Um, My life as a nurse, um, I, the children that I adopted, like I adopted um, two children um, here and in Atlanta, they were also my patients. And so um, I, I never started out to adopt children. I just saw a need. I had built a new house um, and I had two extra bedrooms and there were um, there was a need. There was one child that needed a home. And so um, she came to live with me. She was a patient of mine. And I started to care for her when she was 15 months. And like I said, she was on life support. So um, she is now 32. And she, um, it, I was having to do it for my 
own children. So it kind of, I, I saw the need for, to, to have her. So it, it, she just kind of um, came into the lot. And so I cared for her and she's 32 now. So my house, because uh, my house was always the house where the neighborhood children would hang out. Um, my four birth children, their friends would always be at my house. So it was just um, a natural thing for me in, you know, just speaking into the lives of, of, of children. Somewhere in um, around 1996, it this started to take on form. I had prayed to God and I saw the need of the children, especially in the community where I grew up in Jamaica, that um, the needs were great. And I started to move towards um, doing uh, an outreach in Jamaica. So I started the outreach um, and it was more of a, like a summer camp, Sunday school um, type of uh, um, outreach, I guess that's the best way to explain. Um, and I ended up having, um, going through a divorce, um, and I moved to Jamaica fully ready to do this outreach. And I was so, I thought this was it. I just jumped in 100% and it did not quite work as I thought it would have. And I ended up having to move back um, to Atlanta. Why didn't it work? Why didn't it work at that time, do you think? I believe it was not the right time. Um, It was, I I went, I, I knew it was what I was supposed to do. But my leaving Atlanta um, at the time, it, I think um, it, the, my divorce was new. It was um, fresh. And I honestly believe I needed some healing myself. So I, I still started and this is still what I'm doing now, even though I had to come back to Atlanta. Um, what I started, I thought it didn't, um, I, I thought it flopped, but in reality, it was actually the opposite. It, I, I made a step towards um, doing what I thought God wanted me to do. And so I, ha- I came back to Atlanta and what I originally came to do in Jamaica, I am actually now doing it and it's a different way, but I'm actually doing it now. So you are able to do good regardless of wherever in the world you're located. Yes. Is that what you're learning in, in this process? Exactly. Exactly. Tell, tell us about some of that good that you're actually doing for children now in Jamaica. How has that grown? What are some of the stuff that you actually do to serve children right now? Okay. Like I said, I tried um, a couple of times before and it did not seem like it was happening, but this past um, September, I, I, as a nurse, I, I had a child in my own home that 
lived on life support because, um, and there was a nurse that came to my house and she was positive for COVID. And then COVID actually came into my entire home. And it was probably one of the most horrible experiences in my life. And in my COVID um, downtime, I cried out to God. And I want to say in November, post um, my, my, as I was going through COVID, a mom in Jamaica that I am I'm familiar with, because she's in the, one of the communities there. And she said there was a need for, um, I, I believe she has 10 children and she needed a device for um, school um, because she was using her, her phone for school. And I just reached out to someone in Atlanta and I asked if they're able to, um, to source the device. And the person said yes. And so um, the small community that I, I tried to do the um, outreach, I, I asked how are, how, how are the children connecting for school? And I came to realize it was such a, a wide problem with children not getting on for school. And then um, I, in, I reached out to some teachers also and they were having problems. So the children couldn't connect and the teachers were having problems. And so I asked how many children were in need of devices. And I realized uh, in Atlanta, I would reach out to persons in Atlanta to say, can you provide a device? And in a, in a very short time, I was able to get 12 um, tablets. And I, um, it, it was very fast. And so the children in that first community were able to connect onto school. And then there was a second community, not Which far. Which the first they, community though? It's in a, an area called, um, it's in Greenvale in Mandible. And my, Mandible. that's, yes. So okay. the children were coming on to school. And then um, I work with a, a, a group, um, a small group of women. And we actually pray um, once a week. We pray over just Jamaica in general and um um, um, there was someone that's actually in England. Her name is Jackie Gadez. And in my talking to her about the tablets, she's the, the thought, I, I think it came out of us praying. Since the children are now connecting for school, maybe we could do um, Sunday school online. So I am not, I don't know how to set up um, I'm, I, I would always say I'm, I'm a pediatrics nurse. I don't know how to <laughs> set up a Zoom. So she kind of jumped to it. And somewhere in the middle of it, we were able to get the children um, in the communities to connect for school, but then for Sunday school. And we do a Sunday school via Zoom 
And now we're in not just the two areas in Mandeville, we have a small group in Kingston, a small group in Westmoreland. And the, the beauty of it is where the children that are um, shut in or they're in this closed down time, to be able to reach them. And I'm doing it from my, my living room. And they're seeing my face and the other persons um, that, uh, like Jackie in England, there's uh, someone in Canada, Sanjay, he's uh, from the community there. And also the, the, the persons that have provided the tablets, I have invited them if you want to really see the children. So um, quite a few of the persons that provided a tablet, they've come on, online. And you've, really, you've really built a community is, is yes. what you have done online. Yes, yes. How many children are we talking about now? Um, there, I go, uh, uh, so far we've provided 32 tablets. Um, when a child, like I have a group, there are five children that are using the tablet in, a com in, in one house. So the mom, I can, because uh, we're communicating with mom, there's some that are dads. Um, some have multiple um, siblings that are coming on. So I can't give a head count. I just know that so far we've um, gotten um, the tablets into the homes. And as the, the children are very eager to come on because it's in, especially in the in the the lockdown, they come on and they're eager and they're full of energy and they go into the like a breakout room and I, I keep saying Jackie, get as because she's like no we can do it so we go in and we're up and close and saying tell us a little bit about yourself, tell us how you this is affecting you and when we go in the breakout rooms, we have activities that we do with the children. And it's kind of a, a different new because I tried to go in person to do it and it didn't quite work as I thought it would have. But now um, I am able to do it from um, my where I am in Atlanta. The other part is my children in Atlanta they are on it also. They look forward mm. and the, especially the ones that I adopted because they're a little um, younger um, and I have a 17-year-old and a 14-year-old and they, they, they're involved. So we- Quite use, a community um, affair, yeah. Yes. We, we did a, using Jeremiah 29, 11, for instance, we use that for two weeks and it says for i know the plans that i have for you says the lord their plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future mm. and we ask the children what do you want to be and the children come they're creative some of them want to be writers and some want to be a policeman and it, you hear in the middle, and I, I spoke to someone yesterday and the person said, 
And it was regarding the same online Sunday school. And he said, this is um, where in America we had our 9-11, that this is 9-11 to some of the children that are, um, you know, shut down. There's some... Um, There's a lot of trauma there. Trauma. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What are some of the inspirational stories? So you mentioned that they want to be writers and policemen and so on. So they're still dreaming, right? But what yeah. are some of the stories that you've heard from them that has really have really moved you and, and your, your friend Jackie? Yeah. So there's and they're like, oh, wow. Um, there we have about eight ladies actually on the ground in Jamaica. Um, Marjorie is there and Charmaine and Elizabeth. And then in the communities themselves, um, with, uh, um, Sister Audrey is in Greenvale and um, Sophia and Gwendolyn. These are persons that are on the ground there. Elaine is in Westmoreland. And so what we're doing as the children come with their stories. There's a, a young girl and her mom is actually in the hospital right now. And when I say she, she, she is so sharp in the middle of it, she never said, when we asked her what, what her needs were, and she said, um, I'm asking if, if we can pray for my mom to get better. And that's kind of, um, it's, it's almost like she did not ask for, um, you know, material things. She just said, I am asking um, for you to pray for my mom to get better. And um, her mom is actually in the hospital right now. And, but even in the middle of her mom being in the hospital, she gets on Sunday school every Sunday. She's there and it, it actually, we do a lot of games. Um, it's just a one hour um, Sunday school. But we, we, had a, we threw something out asking if you get lemon, how would you make lemonade? And if you, just when the children, the creative skills of these children in how they go about turning something that is maybe a bad experience um, into good. They're, the, they're hoping that the lockdown will pass and they, they are planning, there's a young lady and she said she loves cooking. And so in the middle of it, she was telling me how she cooked her, fried chicken and her rice and peas and it when you're when you're um locked in and you're as a child and to even say okay so you have the culinary skills would you you know you want to um, be a chef it's just trying to stimulate where they are it's it's um it's a bible-based um um um, Sunday school, but they're still creative skills that we try to get them to, you know, come out and speak about. It sounds amazing. And it sounds like more than anything else during this time of crisis, we need to engage um, however we can engage so that we can all be communicating and sharing our thoughts and feelings. 
even for yes. the children yeah yes 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 and you know i i was i didn't plan out to starting to do a um an online sunday school i just saw a need was there there was a great need um because the children were i i have children here and just kind of going back to the tablets when my children were, um, it was in March that we went on virtual school and they already had a device, but the school still provided a device. And then I thought, well, if we're able to provide a device for the children, um, it, it, there, I saw a problem that the children were not connecting. And it may not be a, a, a large, there's a, a proverb that talk, says, if, how do you eat an elephant? And it says one bite at a time. And I just thought, well, if these handful of children are able to connect onto school, it's just one bite out of the problem that, you know, um, that, and, and along with it too, I, and I just, this means a lot to me because a lot of the times we're looking for our purpose. And um, I think if, if we see a, a need and we move to be a solution to the need or to, if we see a problem and we just move to fix it, there are persons that are already in line. Like I did not know, I'm being honest, I didn't know how to set up a Zoom meeting and the moment it happened Jackie just came on and she set it up and then we have been doing it so you know a lot of the times we come into our purpose in just ways if we just move to be an answer to a problem that's powerful the an answer to a problem is a big part of coming into purpose yes. absolutely and even for young people who will be listening you know, sometimes there's this big, oh, I'm searching for my purpose. I'm searching for the great thing. And sometimes there is a great thing. But mm -hmm. in really just solving a problem, you are fulfilling purpose, you know? That's, that's it. it it's, a, it's the mustard seed, you know? You, it, it started out with just answering one mom that said she needed a device. And it's a, it's a two-way thing because there are persons in Atlanta that are willing to reach. They reach back to um, um, Harriet Tubman and they reach in back. It's, they're persons, but they, there's a trust issue as far as if, I'm, if I want to do something for a child, how do I know it's actually gonna reach to that child? And I think that's where a lot of people do not um, do it. They, they want to, but they just don't know how. And I have yet to ask one person for a tablet that they've, no one has said no. They've said, uh, you know, maybe next month or so. So the, the connection is real. Once they know that, um, it, it, it's real children, uh, you know, this, the problem is real, but the solution is there also. Indeed it is. I want to end on a positive note with my three questions about Jamaica. 
And so I want to ask you to share three cool, cool things about the Jamaica that you still very much have in your heart. Uh, your favorite spot and why, your favorite person and why, and finally your favorite food and why. Okay, so I, the mineral springs for me in Jamaica, I, I, as a nurse, and I have done um, children for so long, it's been like 35 or 36 years, there's a lot that I give out. And um, I have cared for so many children and one of the things i realized you have to give back to yourself that's it's a must so i would when i come to jamaica and i i try to go to the mineral springs and they're all over it is the, the richness and i when i go in the water and the the, the minerals it's almost like i I, I am depleted, but once I get into a mineral water in Jamaica. So if I, I can't say any one particular um, place, but it's more of getting to the place where you give back to yourself. That is it. Because if you give out and you give out and you give out and you don't find a way to, to replenish. So I find the mineral um baths and the mineral springs in jamaica is my way of giving back to me okay awesome awesome and that's a powerful point too about giving back to yourself because you can't give from an empty cup now can you that's, that's exactly why i do it so the mineral baths and as far as um the Your favorite person my my parents my father mm. and mother were givers. They're pastors. They grew up um, in a different time. And we lived, what I'm living now is actually my parents. They, my parents raised, um, I want to say at, at one point when we counted, there were like 50 other men and women that came out of our growing up. So we had a big country house. It wasn't fancy. They would add rooms on. And so there, it was almost a community again. And so Charles and Lynette Smith, they actually are my heroes. Um, yeah, so I, awesome. I, yeah, so I would have to say my parents. And then my way of my food, I cook because when you have children, you cook. And I cook mm -hmm. Jamaican. I cook Jamaican. So my oh, grandchildren, okay. I, I, I'm actually, I have a 22-year-old granddaughter. It's her birthday two, three days ago. And of course, the gathering is at my house. So it's the jerk stuff on the grill and the, <laughs> the Escovich. Um, and one of the beauty about it is I see my children actually following in my footstep. Mm -hmm. So where my parents, it came and I followed in their footsteps. I see my children doing the same thing that I did. And so I think it, it says it takes three generations 
to have um, um, for something to be sustained. Mm-hmm. And I think I there are three generations that are um, to make something sustained. And you know, we we have we are we give, and so I think that's about it. That's a powerful way in which to end our interview. Three generations for something to be sustained. Three generations for us to have impact. Yes. Thank you for joining us for Impacting Jamaicans. You're welcome. You're so welcome. Impacting Jamaica was brought to you by the Port Authority of Jamaica, Carib Cement, and the Sajikor Foundation. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities, that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email at impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Stitcher, or on Deezer. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.